every author obsesses over one single date, the day their book gets published, their pub date. All those rigorous edits and deadlines leading up to that one infamous day when the book and author has been living, breathing, and conceiving for years is launched into the world. This is a show about pub dates, a place where we delve into the story, behind the story of how a book comes to market. I'm your host, Allison Trowbridge. I'm an author myself and the founder CEO of Copper, a platform that connects authors and readers around books. And I'm your co-host, Alex Hudgens. So welcome to our pub date. Pull up a chair and grab yourself a libation. We may not be in a pub, but we'll definitely be raising a glass in celebration. so excited to get to talk to you today on a day that I know is like wild, crazy town. The book is coming out. How are you feeling? If you could say it in a sentence. I'm so excited. It's funny, like seeing I have the physical copy here and it feels so good to just have it. And it feels so big and substantial. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it was like a virtual product on my computer. And then it became this thing on pieces of paper and in galleys. And it just feels So exciting and gratifying to have it almost out in the world. I'm so excited to share this with the world. And I really think this book is going to help a lot of women in particular. So I'm hopeful and optimistic, but this whole process is really hard. It's my first time doing this. First time author. Tell me about the publishing journey that you've now been on. It's been such a long and drawn out process and it's so different from what I do on TV. I'm a TV reporter. I write scripts every day. I deliver my scripts every day. I often write articles for CNBC.com, but the pace is incredibly fast. You create the content, it gets out there, and then you do it again the next day. And this is the opposite of that. It's been a years long journey. It took me about two years to write Women Women Lead. I'm so happy to have the hard copy finally, but it's just been so crazy to go from, you know, watch it go from being an idea to, you know, I had these outlines and these giant three foot tall poster post-its and to go from that to, you know, to digital Google Docs and from the Google Docs and to galleys and the galleys now to this. So such a long journey, but so exciting. And I can't believe I'm finally here. We are so excited for you. If I was you, I would have slept with it under my pillow. Like the hard copy would not leave my side at this point. What is something that you know now that you wish you could go back and tell yourself at the beginning of this publishing journey? When I started writing this book, I wasn't thinking about marketing it. I wasn't Mm -hmm. thinking about bringing it into the world. I was thinking about the stories that I wanted to tell, that I thought people wanted to know or that people needed to know, and also what I thought was most important. And in retrospect, I wish I had been able to take a step back and and think, who's the target audience here? Mm. And why are they going to buy this book? And so I wish I could have reverse engineered it. I think the book is really good, probably because I wasn't thinking about marketing it, and I was just (laughs) focused on like the actual writing of it. But now I wish I thought a little bit more about who's the audience, What's the demo, like who's the demographic? And I think this is a book that will really inspire women, but I also really wrote it for men to read and think mm-hmm. that men would really benefit. I mean, obviously, like look at it. It's called When Women Lead. It's all about inspiring women with these amazing stories of female leaders. But the truth is, like, I think it's incredibly important for men to understand the biases that women face 
and all of the different headwinds that women face because it would be in their best interest not only to invest more in women but to lead more like women. So I think mm-hmm. it's 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 going to be a challenge for me to figure out how to balance those two audiences. And I, I just wish I had thought about that a little bit more from the beginning. That's so helpful. We have a lot of aspiring authors tune in, myself included. So it's like, okay, what do they wish they had known? Think but about, love- think, of, okay. imagine yourself at the end talking mm. about the book on the Today Show. Who are you trying to, to t- sell this book to? So smart. That is great advice. Well, we and I will be excited. on the Today Show. I, I will be on the Today say. Show on Wednesday. <laughs> we are so excited to see you on all the shows talking about this book you interviewed over 60 women how did you choose who to go after for that well i actually interviewed over 120 women but only got to include 60 in the book so that was the challenge so what i ended up doing is i started off just talking to investors and i asked them who are some of the women who you have found most remarkable who have been most successful who maybe taken a unique approach different from all the men who you've worked with over the years and so what that did is it led me you know these investors led me to founders and the founders introduced me to other founders and it became this this snowball effect where everyone was introducing me to other people and I found that the women were so generous about wanting to share their friends stories or so many women said to me oh I heard this woman speak at a conference and she was so inspiring I don't care if you don't include me but please include her I want people to hear her story so so much generosity um, and just this this sort of chain effect of one person leading to five more people leading to five and five and five more and I could have interviewed a thousand women and included 500 in the book and the book would be even better but unfortunately the book is already 400 pages long there wasn't room for more <laughs> stories in here that's incredible so this is a story of editing it just yes, as much as it is you know, writing you know what they say about writing it's all about the editing yeah oh I cannot wait to read it I just imagine that I'm going to be so inspired that I won't know go and myself. order it now <laughs> I will absolutely everybody you heard it here first go order it if I just took one thing from this book if I'm a, a skimmer out there and I'm just going to fly through it what do you want that one thing to be I think there are two, I have two answers. One is for writers. I think for writers, the one takeaway is if you're telling stories, sometimes research and data can actually help illustrate your stories even better. My book doesn't have pictures. My book has stories of women, but instead of pictures, I have data and research to illustrate, to really bring to life and explain their strategies and what they're doing. So I think if you're doing nonfiction, even if you're story driven, don't be afraid to also find data to back up your argument. I think it only makes your argument stronger. As a woman, as an individual, I hope your takeaway is that everyone has leadership superpowers. I hope that this book can in a way serve as a mirror for people to find some of these traits in these remarkable, amazing women to see those traits in themselves and understand how some traits, including some which have traditionally been seen as flaws, can actually be deployed as incredibly powerful leadership approaches. Ooh, what's one of the ones that's been seen as a flaw in the past? Well, for instance, being empathetic, I interviewed one Uh, female CEO who is in her 50s, and she said when she found out that she rated really high on empathy in some personality tests that they were doing in the office, she was so frustrated. She was like, oh, I want to be strong. I don't want to be empathetic. And then the the coach, the executive coach who was working with them said, 
said, no, this is actually a huge thing to be empathetic. It can be hugely valuable in business. It doesn't mean you're weak or overly sympathetic. It means you're able to relate to other people. You're able to relate to your employees or to your customers. And you just need to figure out how to, to build on that strength. I mean, and there are even things like being an introvert. You don't think about mm-hmm. introversion as a great trait for leaders. You know, leaders are expected to be out there sharing their vision with the world. But I write about one woman, Jennifer Holmgren, and she figured out how to use the fact that she'd much rather listen rather than speak to become a super negotiator. She became so Mm. good at figuring out how to understand what the people she was negotiating against wanted, how to compromise with them, because she wasn't wasting time filling air in the room. She was trying to understand where they were coming from, and that enabled her to really come to the negotiating table with better compromises. So I think there's so many ways to think about what am I really good at, and then how how can I adapt that to my advantage? For instance, one woman, Christine Hunsinger, CEO of a company called Castle, she's super competitive. You would think that that would be an amazing trait leadership, but she said she had to figure out how to moderate that and make sure Mm -hmm. that she didn't alienate her team, but rather use that in a collaborative way with her team, but also to push herself to succeed and not to alienate those around her. So I think all of these traits, none of them are flaws, All of them are just sort of objective traits, and we have to figure out how to deploy them to our best advantage. Oh, that's so interesting. I can't wait to read it and be like, oh, that's me. What surprised (laughs) you? (laughs) Yes. What surprised you most about this process as far as a, a writing and author perspective? I was surprised by how much the findings in the book changed me. And the way I go about my life. Mm -hmm. I sort of thought that this was going to be a thing that I do and I share with the world. And I didn't realize it would have such a major impact on me as, I mean, I'm a journalist, on me as a journalist, even me as a mom. And it really, some of the findings in this book, I think about, I mean, many of the findings in the book, I think about every single day, whether Mm -hmm. it's this idea, you know, Jen Hyman, the CEO of Rent the Runway, she makes a point of following up with people who have helped her, not just with a thank you note. Like everyone should send a thank you note. But she will follow up months and even years later to tell people how much their advice really impacted her perspective. And I think to myself, you know, words are free. We should be telling people when they've helped us because that makes them feel motivated to keep on helping us, but also to help other people because they understand the impact of their work. And so like, that's just a little thing, but I find myself following up with people and saying, oh my gosh, that thing you told me a year ago, it really helped me in writing this book. And I just want to tell you again, how much it meant to me. And I feel like that's, that can only help us in our world if we're super grateful. And then the other thing I would say is that I really thought that I would find, you know, these women I find totally amazing, exceptional, Mm -hmm. so inspiring. I, I cried during so many of these interviews. I can't wait for you to read these stories. But I sort of assumed that some of these women were like born amazing. They were born Mm -hmm. leaders. They were born ready to change the world. And of course that is totally not the case. Every one of these women had to really work to push herself, to improve, to make progress, to really understand herself and who she is and how to use her own characteristics or approaches to her advantage, but no one came out of the gate a great leader. And to me, that's really reassuring because it means that we can all improve, you know? this We can all, like, whenever I'm frustrated or hard on myself, I'm like, look, no one was, no one knows how to do all these things. Everyone just has to take stock of what they're doing. What are they good at? What can I get better at? What are the things that are out of my control? So I shouldn't feel bad about them, but I need to understand. And so these are things that I think about all the time. That's so good. Julia, I know you have to go because you got a big launch happening right now. Really quickly, 
What would you say to little girls out there or young women in high school and college? I would say to women in high school and college, yes, there are barriers. Yes, there are double standards. But if you understand them, then you can push through them. Mm. Knowledge is power. That is an old cliche, but it is true. Understand double standards and biases that you may face, and then when you come up against them, you're gonna be able to push right through them. So I think that is one thing that's really essential. But I also think that young women need to understand that the stereotype of what a leader looks like, the stereotype of a man in a suit or a younger guy in a hoodie, these are stereotypes, this is not reality. And there's a wide variety of what leaders and game changers and world changing innovators look like, and they can look like you. Anyone can change the world. And just because our society is dominated by a sort of narrow image of what leadership looks like, that doesn't mean that you can't be a leader. And in fact, there are many women leaders of all shapes and sizes, all backgrounds, all ages, and Find the role models that inspire you. Surround yourself with people who make you better and hold you accountable to your goals and dreams. And then everyone will get to succeed. Man, Ah, I will take that to the bank. I'm so excited for you. We are so, so excited for the impact that this book is going to have. And I hope that the launch process. Yes, When Women Lead out now, everybody. Pick it up. Give it to your friends. This is a great gift. That is yes, what I'm it's thinking. A great holiday gift. Yes, all my girlfriends are getting copying and they're stocking this year. <laughs> thank you, Julia. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Alex. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.